You're listening to the Guac is Extra podcast, and we're your hosts, Vicki Huff and Alyssa Huff. We're bringing you raw, real, and no BS conversations on parenting and life after kids. We're here to dive deep into this whole parenting thing and get some helpful tips along the way. They always tell us that the guac is extra. Well, so are we. Hey, Alyssa. Hey, Vicki. Okay, so we just recorded an episode, the episode y'all are about to hear with Tara Duncan, and it is... Oh my gosh, the emotional roller coaster that we just went on. Uh, tears of joy, tears of sadness. I can't. <laughs> I'm going to apologize in advance for any sniffles or anything that you hear. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Her. So I've known her for a super long time. I actually used to be underneath her when um, I was involved with Mary Kay. Oh, I never knew so, you were in Mary yeah, Kay. So that was is a really long time ago. Like... <laughs> seven years now. And, um, it was my first like jump in with indirect sales, you know, but, um, so that's how I met her. And she is literally, I told you she's an amazing person, right? (laughs) Yes. I'm like, I said, I've met her previously before. I mean, other under, uh, other circumstances, but (laughs) she is so sweet. I I enjoy her company completely. And I hope this story helps so many people. Like there's so many points that we hit. I totally did not even know like that she was in an, I knew she was in an abusive relationship, but I didn't know the extent that it goes that she explains in the episode. And just the fact that she was able to get out of that and explain and do and like tell us what she did and how she was able to overcome that is amazing. The strength that she had really just shocked the crap out of me. (laughs) Yeah. And, and being a single mom and raising two kids. I mean, I can only imagine my mom is one compared to two kids and, you know, pulling on your shirt saying, mom, I need this, mom, I need that, mom, I need this. I know. And thank God she has the support of her, you know, first ex-husband and that really just, I want to say kudos to him. I, I know, right? He is a man of God. <laughs> I know. So to get into that, uh, Tara talks a lot on religion in this episode. So just a trigger for some people. Um, I'm religious. So, you know, we talk back and forth a lot here in the episode about it. Yeah. So, um, you know, if that's not your thing, this episode is about religion, (laughs) has a lot of religious points in it, but, um, yeah, her advice to single moms was amazing. And just, I just love this episode because she was able to make it out of such a difficult situation and be who she is now, which is an awesome woman of God. (laughs) I know. And her, her life is, she's blessed. She's blessed. Like she She is is so strong. So strong. I love her. I just love her. Yes. She, so Tara talked to a lot of us, a a lot of us, Tara talked to us a lot about, you know, being a single mom being in an abusive relationship for one. And then, you know, okay, so let's back up. So to even say she started in a marriage, got a divorce, you know, was single mom, got married again, and then single mom again after the second abusive relationship. And just the way she went through her life, the events of her life happening, I'm so glad that she came to the realization and told us that, you know, hey, I wasn't being a good mom. Yeah, she admitted it. And I think, and I love how she filled God in all of those voids. Like God has led her a thousand percent throughout this whole thing. For sure. I think her episode is definitely going to hit home to some people. And I'm so grateful that she, I know, I know. Alyssa and I are crying the whole episode, guys. Okay. We got sniffles in here and tears in our Zoom call. It was worth it. It was worth talking to her. And like, like we said in this episode, everybody's journey is different, you know, so you can't just say, well, I'm going to do exactly what she did. That's not what we're trying to accomplish here. You know, we're trying to bring things to light that other, that people aren't going to talk about that that's happening in everyday time. And you know, your neighbor could be in an abusive relationship. You don't know. Exactly. And for her to come out here and talk about it and I hope it hits home for a lot of people and I hope, you know, they get a spark and can get out of an abusive relationship or can, you know, 
if they're struggling being a single mom that they can get tips and you know survive out of all of what she had to say for sure for sure all right so here's tara duncan we hope you guys enjoy her episode as much as we did grab your tissues yes grab them tara let's hear your backstory because you were a single mom correct for most of your children's life what yeah you still have a little one but (laughs) yes yeah He's 11 now, if you can even oh believe gosh, that. I can't. Yes. Oh my gosh. And he's so sweet. Oh my goodness. He's a hot dang mess is what he is. <laughs> so um, I grew up in Dayton. My parents, uh, well, my grandparents moved to Dayton in like the 50s. So my whole entire family lives there. Um, I grew up there, graduated from there. Um, prior to being in business, I was a flight attendant. So I graduated from high school in Dayton, went to live in Houston um, to go to college there. And about a year, year and a half, I don't know, that's been a long time ago, somewhere in there. <laughs> um, I'm like, some of these, I'm like, I'm not sure. Somewhere in there, that's whenever I took the job to become a flight attendant. So I didn't finish college, which I, it's one of my goals to do that, but I didn't finish I was a flight attendant. I went from Houston to Newark and I flew um, for about 10 years. That's what I did. And I had small little jobs, you know, prior to that. I think, you know, I think my first job was like Brookshire Brothers or something in Dayton, you know. I was going to say, who didn't work at Thrifties or Brookshire Brothers, right? Like one of the two. So, um, so I flew, that was like pretty much my like career for the longest time. And in those 10 years, I married twice and had two different oh good you've got the questions I love that um so good uh I married twice and divorced twice and had a son with each child okay Um, so they're they're um eight years apart so my first husband um is Hawaiian and I met him um flying cool yes yeah so that's why the boys go back to um Hawaii once a, once a year for like a month, two weeks to four weeks to visit their family because his entire family lives on Oahu in Hawaii, in Honolulu, around. That's so cool and neat that they get to have that. Yes. I know, I would enjoy going there. (laughs) Yeah, what's funny is like they don't appreciate it yet. Like they love seeing Uh their family, but they have no idea Right. Most people in a lifetime will never go there. And so they, they, they love going to see their family, but they just don't under, they don't have a capacity to understand, you know, Barrett is gone every summer for 18 years, you know, like they just don't, they don't, not yet. I'm like, Uh, wait till you're like 30 and you have to pay for it or 25 have to pay for it on your own. (laughs) Right. And And I'm not paying for it no more. (laughs) You're going to know what that meant for you to go to Hawaii every summer you know, for sure. So, uh, so, um, so yeah, so I met him kind of early on in my career. Um, we got married, had Barrett divorced. Barrett was around two or three. Um, I was single for a lot of years and then I married, um, another man that I met in church, um, which was a really crazy, uh, completely crazy scenario. We met, we got married really fast. It was just a chaotic kind of crazy time of my life. And, and that was one of my, other than cash, that was one of the periods of poor decision-making. Oh no. <laughs> just, it's just a crazy time in your life and you're not thinking clearly and a lot's going on. You're not in a good place for, you know, emotionally or spiritually, that kind of thing. And so, um, married him and got pregnant pretty quickly, um, with cash and he was, um, you know, I would, I would use the term abusive. Like he was definitely, there was a lot of, um, screaming and throwing things and hitting me with things and a lot of fights, a lot of jealousy, oh my a lot gosh, of rage. While you were pregnant? Uh, actually the first time he did anything uh, physical. Yes. I was about oh five gosh. or six months pregnant. Oh wow. Yeah. He, the first, um, the first, like he would scream a whole lot. Like he would rage a lot. But the first actual physical thing that he did, um, I believe I was sitting maybe five months pregnant. I felt like I I hadn't just started to show. I was big enough where you could tell I was pregnant, but I wasn't huge. So somewhere in there. Mm -hmm. And I was sitting on my bed and we, you know, he just, he kind of was a rager and he would rage for no reason out of, out of, you know, and uh, he, 
I was sitting on the bed and you know how you have two mattresses. He, he basically pushed me out of the bed and dumped the mattresses on top of me. Like had oh my pushed, gosh. he was so angry. Like he threw, threw the mattresses up and pushed them. And I ended up like in the, by the side of the wall with mattresses on top of me. Like he just kind of, um, so that was the first thing and it didn't stop. Um, it didn't stop. And so the last I did that happen probably once every two, three weeks or something like he would just kind of throw fits like that. And so cash was probably two years old, I think. Um, I mean, it's been a long time ago now that I'm thinking about it. I'm trying to get all my facts straight, but I want to yeah. say like a year and a half, two ish when we finally divorced. Um, he was probably one whenever, um, the last thing that he did, I remember we were going through counseling and, uh, well, actually we were supposed to be going through counseling. I was going to counseling. He wasn't coming, which sometimes that's how it happens. Right. right. But yeah. thank God for that, because that's how I made it out of that relationship was, was that counselor. So I was going to counseling. He wasn't, he didn't think he had a problem. He wasn't, um, into it. And, um, and he came, he had called me, he was coming home and he was in a big, like major rage. And when he got to the house, Cash was sitting in his high chair. So he was young enough to still be in a high chair. So there you go. He was sitting in his high chair next to his or window um, by the kitchen and um, the high chair back was to it. And um, his dad busted out the window and was screaming and cussing at me through the window. And, um, got class all over glass all over Cash's like um, plate where his Cheerios and stuff was. And I just remember thinking uh, like, like he's going to pick up glass. Like he don't. So that was kind of the last thing. Oh and my then, gosh. My heart is in my stomach. Yeah. There was some intense, he, um, he hit me, he picked up a chair, a wooden chair and busted it over my leg one time all down my thigh. And the bruise went from my hip down to my knee. Uh, talk, I'm looking at your face, Vicki. I'm like, oh, talk, I'm like, talk about finding out stuff about people that you don't know. As long I as know. We know each other. And I know. And you've told me a lot of this story already, but this particular yeah. part you left out. So I'm yes. like, yes. <gasps> terrified. I actually, I remember a taking cash and having to go up my, my stepdad and my mom. Um, I had to go up to my stepdad and my mom's because I couldn't walk. The bruise kind of went, he hit me over the thigh with it. So it went down like from my hip to almost my knee. It was like real big and purple and it was hard for me to walk. So there was some intense stuff that happened. Um, so I left him when cash was around, I don't, you know, two ish, something like that we finally divorced. What happened in the middle of that was, um, I was going through a really hard time with my family. Oh, Alyssa, are you crying? Yes. No. It's an, it's She's super emotional. No, it's super no, emotional crying, because guys. my mom, my mom went cry. through the same Nobody's thing. Crying. Oh. oh my God. It's emotional to me because my mom went through the same thing. So oh. it's, yeah, it's yeah. reliving. <laughs> yes. You know, and my, um, my oldest one, Alyssa, uh, he remember they're eight years apart. So he went mm -hmm. through this with me. So he does, he remembers whenever he remembers when that happened, like he remembers things too, you know? Oh yeah. The, there's one specific moment that I remember the most out of all of their arguments. And I'm pretty sure he's got one that he remembers the most as well. Yeah. 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 So again, not the best decision. No. <laughs> in marrying uh him but you know i mean some good you know a good came out of it i got cash i learned a lot you know all of that stuff what happened in the middle of that was uh, my first husband which is barrett's dad um i what i didn't have the most stable relationship with my family at that time um and now i do and uh so um i didn't really have a lot of family around me support basically and so he and i lived away from them as well i wasn't in dayton at the time and uh so when he would throw those fits and stuff barrett's dad christian he would be like coming to the house come he would be coming to my house to pick up barrett right to for weekend or visit and he would find me in these um you know one time my house was it looked like a hurricane. Like he had tore my husband, Cash's dad had torn up the house. 
Um, one time oh, he went out nice. to my car and he uh, ripped all the cables out of my car because I couldn't go anywhere. I didn't have any formula. I didn't have any diapers. So my first husband was arriving to the house with this. I had a newborn baby I was nursing and sometimes not a way to get groceries, not a way like that kind of thing. So he began to kind of help me a little bit and um, would, you know, help me with cash a little bit, um, things like that. Um, and it was pretty dicey because, you know, he had a son in that home environment, you know, and he wasn't super thrilled about that, which I don't blame him. Um, it was actually his, he's a quiet man and it was very quiet man um, and he's super compassionate, but it was his sort of, that snapped me out of it one day where he was like, I'm, I'm, I'm really concerned. I don't know if I want cash living there and I, uh, I'm not cash, sorry, Barrett living there. And, um, I remember him saying that to me and it like shocking me cause he's kind of quiet and he wouldn't normally kind of comment. And right. I just felt like if he said that, then like, wow, this is super unhealthy. Yeah. Right. And then you're wow. thinking, I'm sure as a mom, you're like, oh my gosh, i my kid might get taken away from me because of the That's situation. Exactly that I'm what in. I thought. I thought there's potential here, and I don't think Christian would ever do that. It's not right. about that. It was the I knew just the safety. Oh my God! I knew that the environment was such that if somebody wanted to, they could basically if they you know if someone wanted to. So um, from zero to like two, um, Christian, which is my first husband, really kind of raised my little one and my little one hasn't, I divorced his father, um, refused child support and, um, his rights were taken away from him. Um, and so basically until cash is 18, he's not allowed to see cash until he didn't show up for divorce court. He's not allowed to see cash until, unless I say so, like I have total approval over it. Um, I, I didn't want his child support. So Thank I've raised God. cash entirely on my own um and uh, my first husband has raised him has raised him like his kid um and that was accidental it was just my environment at the time and him feeling you know sorry for me and i had a newborn baby so um when you hear you know and you know this vicky because you've been you know when you hear cash talk about dad he's referring to my yes husband. yeah and i just have to say what an awesome man i know yeah. that's our divorce and you've told me yeah. before how great he is yeah. but how awesome can you be to come into your ex-wife and practically raise her other child and y'all aren't together anymore and i yeah, just for sure what a great person that is and what an awesome person for cash to look up to yes yeah. I mean, it was, it's literally like, you know, the, you can see the mercy of God in those times where it's like the worst of the worst time period or something. And you just think, oh my gosh, like, is there anything good that could come out of this? But, um, he, he takes, he takes cash with him to Hawaii, like cash is in the family photos. Like you Aww. see all these, it's oh, that's amazing. You see all these little, and they have their Mormon. So <laughs> oh, it's like, it's like brown, 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 white. <laughs> <laughs> he's like you know blue eyed and and like dirty blonde and they're all super dark skin and brown you know but um so yeah christian i i will always be in debt to him for that i've always honored him for that made sure that you know even now um being engaged to be married and even though alan you know um he definitely disciples my boys and he definitely you know, jumps in and raises them as a stepfather, but just always making sure that I honored, you know, what Christian has done all these years and that maintain that Christian is his father for sure. You know, that's awesome. Um, and that's amazing for him to come in and be like, you know, I know this isn't Cash's father, but we're going to continue this cycle regardless. Yeah. You know, Alan was, I mean, um, you know, Alan knew everything. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, a, I'm an open book. <laughs> you're going to like me or not. And you're going to know it all. <laughs> you know, so he kind of knew the situation, but I do feel like once he under, like he gets it, he gets it. Like he, he knows and given the circumstance and everything and um, they have a good amicable, you know, relationship, you know, so it's all, it's very good there, you know? So, uh, so after that, I was single for another seven, eight years. I don't know um, until I met my fiance, 
Um, and that was like three-ish something years ago, I think, in January. And so we were supposed to get married at the beginning of May. <laughs> However, here we are. Quarantine. <laughs> yeah. Since the, the country's on lockdown, that's not oh going to be gosh, happening. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, um, so yeah, that's, is that, that's pretty much like the, well, and then right after cash, that's where my business, where I started my business was cash was about one to two, right in that period where I was leaving his dad. Um, I could not go back to flying because I'd be gone for four or five days. Right. So now I don't have someone at home to take care of the kids. Um, so I had to find something quick. Uh, I can move up in the company. I can make good money. Like I, you know, I need to take, I need to support this household right now. Cause remember I refused child support from his dad. So I knew what I was doing when I did that and I was not going to get a dime from him. So I had to really take care of these kids. And that's when, how I ended up starting my business, you know, cause it was just, I didn't finish college and there wasn't anything I was looking for jobs that I could in an office where I could be home every day, but I didn't finish my degree and entry level right. pay is not going to cut it. Pay daycare, no. like it's not going to cut it. Daycare is like a mortgage. I mean, like right. it's that much money, you know? Yeah. So I was super discouraged because I, I wasn't going to find anything. And then I'm thinking of the cost of daycare and I just, I mean, it was just a fluke or again, God, the mercy of God. My mom just, you know, held a Mary Kay party and I just happened to be there. And it just happened to happen. And then, then I don't, then it all happened after that. Right. <laughs> I know. And now you're like doing super awesome. But so in that time, while you're, you know, just starting with Mary Kay and, you know, have the, have the kids, um, what was your biggest struggle there? Yeah. So, um, gosh, there was a lot of struggles, um, learning how to run a business like the good thing about sales is you can sell something, you make there's money in your pocket, two right. seconds, right? So that, that was good. Thank God, because I pay bills, you know, like with that sales money, but learning to run a business, you know, um, again, I thank God for my company because they're super big on training and discipleship and money management, and emotional management, and time, and like I learned how to run my life through my company. That's awesome. Uh, um, so, but the, the early struggles there is you're still learning that I'm 10 years in now. So I'm learning new concepts, you know, um, healthy lifestyle, healthy mind, you know, you're an entrepreneur, Vicki right. mindset, like you, you're learning all these things about the way you think and how you live and your health. And those are all new concepts for me, you know? And so I'm learning <laughs> all of that. You know, you're just like, golly, I'm dysfunctional and unhealthy, <laughs> right? It's a lot to take in. <laughs> yeah. So that was a struggle. Um, I know. And then you're kind of over here, like, um, am I parenting wrong? Like all of this new stuff is coming in and I'm yep, like, I was uh. for sure. I was, that's a big, yes, I was. <laughs> that's a big, yeah. And I continued, I mean, no parent is perfect. I continued to parent wrong for probably about five years. And then some of that stuff kind of started to set in and, and, and look, you know, through Mary Kay, I was in Mary Kay maybe six or 12 months whenever I landed in my church. So I really, um, I really credit those at the exact same time because Mary Kay is such a godly company and I met such godly women there mm -hmm. and their training on running a business and how you run your life and how you disciple people and how you treat people. And then I, I got in my church there, you know, so those two things really, like I wouldn't, I don't, I don't think I would have made it. Like that's how all of the progress kind of, kind of happened, you know? That's awesome. um, so it was, it was an emotional struggle early because you've made these decisions and I've divorced him and I knew that was the right thing and blah, 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 blah. But um, you're still trying to build something and you're building something that is completely foreign to the way you've always thought or how you've always done it. And there's such a huge learning curve there um, I did not give myself a lot of grace, which I wish that I had, you know, um, I, you know, looking back now, I mean, you're like, you're trying to climb a mountain. You're raised right. one way, you've thought one way, you've lived your life one way and you're changing and it's just so many different things. Um, but, um, 
you know, I know. I and then you went from like one negative to now you're trying to be all positive and it's a lot on a person for it's sure. A, it's a lot. Mm -hmm. Like you're learning new spiritual things. You're learning new things about your body, your health. You're learning things about, I mean, mindset was huge. Like, and it's like super traumatic experiences yes. are coming in. So like, not only are you having to kind of relearn how to parent because let's face it, all of this stuff has been going on and you've kind of, you know, right. neglecting is just, just the, just the only way to say it. And totally true. Totally it's true. just, and then now, now you're just trying to figure it all out by yourself with two kids, a new job, not only that, but so this is direct sales. So like you said, climbing to the top, yeah. And you literally have to start at ground zero you do. and then you have all of these people that have been talking about you because now you're getting a divorce and you're a single mom again. Yep. yep. And I just, yeah. that's just awful. <laughs> like this. It was a lot. No, it was a lot. Like it was like the first two years were dark days. I mean, I managed to feed them, you know, like I could, cause again, the immediate sales, you know, that you're familiar, right. you know, I've watched you pay bills, you know, with your bit. So you, you, you can do that, but emotionally it's, it was a lot. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot. Yeah. It was a lot coming at me a lot to learn. I was not parenting well, you know, you start to look at yourself, self, self-evaluate, look at your life. Um, and again, just the fact that my kids and I are as close as we are today, the relationship, because like Alyssa, you know, I don't know what your relationship is with your mom, but like you look back and you literally, the, the great, the gratefulness of God mm -hmm. that verified it through that without being bitter towards me, without being angry towards me, without judging me that cash has made it this far without, you know, he's, he does, he does every now and then ask about his dad or things like that. But I have yet to hear him say, it's your fault. Or why isn't my dad? Like just how grateful I am that my kids turned out the way they did. It could have gone so many other directions. Oh, completely. My mom is my best friend. Like I can find yeah, her see? in everything and I, I don't blame Ms. her for Lisa. one thing. She's the best. <laughs> Alyssa's yeah. mom is the best. Like, everybody it. calls my mom, mom. I don't know about yeah. you, but like when your kids, like your kids' friends come over, did they ever like consider you as their mom as well? Yeah. You're the fun yeah. mom. <laughs> yeah. They always, that they're, you know, I'm, I've always tried to be the loving person as best as I possibly mm -hmm. can. I always, when I meet someone, like I always try to make people feel welcome. I want I them to agree. Me, because yes. like that's, <laughs> I've always loved Tara. And um, well, one, her and I, our uh, parents, our parent background is a lot the same. Mm -hmm. So we had, when we met, it was kind of like, I, when I started doing her hair, I should say, was when we kind of brought everything to the table and told each yes. other our backstory. And at that point, I like just, you know, just that motherly feeling. I was instantly like, yeah, I connect with you and you're the best. So I believe that all the other kids are like, yes. oh yeah. <laughs> I try to, I, I, I want, I feel like um, if my kids, um, if their kids or boyfriends or girlfriends, whatever, like us and want us, want to be around us, you have such kind people have influence. Yeah, um, there's this a phrase, I think, I hope I say it right. Whoever has the most hope has the most influence, mm -hmm. you know, so I always try to be the person around other people that has hope, that gives hope, that's positive, that's loving, because someday some kid or, you know, younger person or whoever is going to be struggling and they're going to go, who can I ask? And because you've been so kind and you treated them so well and the way they felt in your presence, they call and ask you or text and ask you. And then you have the opportunity to speak life, to change the course of their destiny, you know, to, you know, so I'm just a big believer in influence and you don't have that if you don't treat people properly, you know? Right. I, and um, I think so. I'm the same way as that. And I think that contributes a lot to our, um, background, like yeah. I just said, because you know, the way that we felt, we don't want other people Anybody to else feel to that feel way. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I totally agree. Yeah. So, uh, one of my questions is, is, so what are some of the struggles you endured as being a single mom? Um, 
Well, the lack of another, you know, the, just the lack of another parent. I mean, um, anytime you can have a, you know, a mother and father in the house, that's best case scenario. I, I talked to my kids, I've been divorced. Yeah. You know, and, and they bring different things to the table, you know, and I talked to my kids a lot. I wouldn't regret ever having them or whatever, but I had two kids without being married and they both ended up in divorce. And so I talked to my kids a lot about making sure that you make a good decision in who you marry, you know, and, mm -hmm. um, and you want that to last a lifetime and, you know, those kind of things, because being a single parent, it's, you know, it's hard. Um, it was hard on my fiance. He was a single father when I met him. It's, it's a hard deal, you know? Um, and divorce is I, always hard. What's that, babe? D divorce is always hard oh, yeah. for, for, for you sure. and the kids. So it's yes. trying to navigate that is hard yeah. enough. And even if it's, even in my situation, when it was the healthiest option, it's still hard to explain it. Like yes. you still, oh, it's yes. still hard to raise the kid, you know, so it's hard all the way around, you know, um, on both the spouses, you know, and their children and the lack of another person in the home, you know, single mom life, when you, you're working a lot, like you're doing, I would always say, um, when I would get really mad, <laughs> <laughs> and really, really discouraged and really like this sucks you know like when I would get like that I would always kind of shout or yell or whatever um that you're 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 a you're a male and a female in the same home so I'm providing the income that most men do I'm disciplining I'm not like I'm not like I'm not super so conservative that I'm that role play. I whip my kids I don't right. even discipline. <laughs> oh, girl, right, right with you <laughs> You get what I'm saying. Like you're, yes. I'm, I'm loving them when they're sick and I'm putting the band-aids on them when they fall and I'm making the food and I'm cleaning the house and I'm making the living and I'm doing the discipline and I'm, and I'm discipling, I'm teaching them the Bible, I'm bringing them to church. Like, so I'm doing everything and it's exhausting. Yeah. I, I mean, can understand so just being home and just being a stay at home mom. Really? I experienced half of that and I'm stressed all the time like yeah <laughs> there was like a Medea picture on a meme oh. and I showed Josh and he was like the, the one where she was just like super pissed in the corner yes. and Josh was like you're that one all the time though and I was <laughs> like oh my god <laughs> and little ones little ones require so much energy and time yes. now um I remember when mine were little and you, you know, you've got little, so let me pass this on to you. There was an older, she's only 10 years older than me, but her child is, was much older. And she was a, a sister uh, director with me, a leader in my company. I remember freaking out because I didn't feel like I was spending enough time with my kids and I couldn't do it all. And the plate was so full and you just feel like you're a crap mom a lot. Right. right. And they're pulling on you, tugging on you. They need everything. And you're just like, I can't give them what, you know, so all of that. And I remember she said to me, um, like calm down. They need you more when they're older. And I thought, how's that possible? They can't even pee without me or go to the <laughs> home. Like how, I don't even get it. But now I have a 19 and 11. They need you more when they're older. Really? Yes. Because when they're little, you're dealing with basic food, water. They're like pets. <laughs> they're like, I mean, yeah, basically, yeah, like, I mean. that's basic. When they hit 10, 11, 12, 15, 16, it's heart issues, it's life issues, it's decisions that they are making that can impact the rest of their life. You, you know, like it's heavy, heavy stuff, relationship with their other parent or their peers or um, navigating drugs, alcohol, sex, peers your pressure, um, all of that stuff. Um, it was way. So how has that been right now? Not to cut you off, but I know that Barrett just graduated, right? So last how was, year, yeah, last year, yeah. yeah. How was that navigating through all of that? What you just said with him? Um, well, a couple of things I'll say, one of the things that I did well, and if I could, you know, advise anybody or go back and tell anybody, 
anybody that has younger ones now is that the thing that saved me later on when they were teenagers is that I cultivated relationship from the time that they were young. And when it's like the influence, when you have relationship, when you parent through relationship as opposed to rules, mm-hmm. um, there's a different kind of respect. There's a different kind of love. And I think both of my boys, although I do whip them and I am strict and they know that they still consider me friend and there's a, there's a strong relationship there. So with Barrett, I was grateful for that because in his high school years, you know, um, Barrett's actually the kid that he, he respects me. If he sees or hears something out in the world and he's not sure, he comes to ask me what I think about it before he makes a decision. Oh, wow. He, he, yeah, he does. That, Cause he'll come and confide you and, you know, in situations to figure it out. And that's yeah. great because he can come to you and not, you know, some stranger or somebody else. That's right. And he, he's asking me as opposed to his friends. And so, um, that was a lot of kind of his junior high, high school years. Um, and then around about the last two years of him being in high school, I just prepared myself. He's going to be 18. Now he still lives with me. You know, he's working full time. Well, prior to Corona, he was working. Right. Full-time. But, you know, so let's scratch the last month. Okay. <laughs> but, um, I just, you know, he graduated and I just, I was like, you know what, God, I, I believe when I stand before for you in front of you, I did the absolute best job that I could. I don't have any regrets. It's not about being perfect, but everything I did wrong, I repented for, and I said I was sorry, and I asked God to ch- for help me change, and I really did try to raise them the right way, and I just didn't have a lot of regrets, and so when he graduated, now um, I still have influence. He still comes to me, but I feel like I've been able to release him in a way because I know he has a solid um, foundation. He has that solid for him that's great and I I feel like he makes very good choices you know so um so that's been really good but I do understand what she meant by them needing you more a lot of our conversations over the past four or five years I mean they're deep 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 and I bet you they're uncomfortable as well super uncomfortable and not only that but like your kids get to an age where and you guys will experience this but you can't protect them from everything. No. And so when he, it scares me, (laughs) it's the worst. It's, it's the worst. But like if Barrett's heart is hurt over a decision that someone made or the way someone treated him or, or he's struggling maybe with his relationship with his dad in an area or, or whatever, you know, I remember having to explain to cash why I, he cannot see his dad. And that's a very, difficult conversation. It's, I mean, it's full of me crying and saying, I'm sorry. And I know that this doesn't make sense and I'm not trying to punish him or punish you, but I have been put in charge to take care of you and teach you right. And this is a unhealthy relationship for you right now. And I have to protect you from it. And it's, that's hard that to say. To like, me, um, my, my grandpa had to come in one day and say, um, it's hard for me to talk about still like you can't go see your mom anymore. And I was like, why? And it, I, so being the kid in the situation, it was instant. Like even right now, my face is all red and I'm tearing up because just being told that you can't see your parent is like a freaking bullet. Right. And it's, yeah. it sucks. So I can't even imagine having to be the parent, tell the kid, because it hurts so bad for the child and having to watch your child go through that would suck. I never want to see my kid have to go through that. I know that there's going to come a day to, he's only 11. So the most that I've told him is just, you know, some violence and bad choices. We talked about bad choices, you know, but so I know there's going to come a day where he's going to find out. And look, I I pray that his dad surrenders his life to God. I pray that he, you know, he changes, but one day cash is going to, I'm going to have to tell him why and what happened. And just the sadness of finding out who your parent is or was or what they did. That's not fun. And having to hope that you don't come out that way. Yeah. Yeah. So you know. you've been open with Cash the whole time about who his real dad was? Um, yes. Oh, yes. He knows. Okay. Yeah, he knows. He doesn't have a lot of memories. Um, 
So I'll tell you this part and I will probably cry. I don't want to know that today, but, um, this was, this was, so I told you that my first husband, like he's super quiet. He never cries. So this made him like throat sob. Okay. Um, yes, Cash knows who his dad is and he knows who Christian is to him. He knows that's not his biological father. His last memories of his dad are about two years old. Um, I mm -hmm. think, uh, his dad took him to the zoo or something. And I think he has a couple of memories of that. I've been age appropriately honest, you know, okay. like I've never bashed his dad, but I do. I wanted to talk about relationship. I've always told my kids the truth. Like I've never been that parent to lie or pretend it's not happening. I let them see me cry. I let them know what's going on in my life. Like I told my kids the truth. I have always done that. And they you remind me so much of my mom. My mom is the same way. Oh my I'm gosh. Tara is the best. Okay. <laughs> Straight up. Oh. I need to, I totally need to meet her. So are you guys sister-in-laws? Yeah. Yes. Okay. You've met me before, but. It's... No, I know who you are, okay. Alyssa, but I saw Huff. And so I didn't know who's married to who here. How are y'all sister-in-laws? So we're married to brothers. Josh okay. is the oldest and that's my husband. And, his and Jacob is Jacob. my husband. Yeah. Cute. That's cute. I, <laughs> I love know. it. So funny how it happened. <laughs> yes. That's so cute. Um, so anyway, so I've been age appropriately honest, um, with cash and he has a half sister and half brother from his father. Mm -hmm. Now, um, he remembers some, a little bit of his dad, but, um, that, um, son and daughter prior to my marriage to him continued to come spend some time with me after we divorced. Oh, and I love that. Yes, they did a little bit. They don't now, but they did a little bit. And that ended, you know, after a year or two, we kind of went our separate ways, but I did leave the door open. So he remembers his memories of his older sister. And about two years ago, um, he had a project in school. So this is going to divorce is hard. <laughs> um, yes. About two years in school, uh, two years ago in school, he had some kind of project where he had to write a letter to a family member and he wrote a letter to his sister asking to see her. Oh. So that was a conversation and that was not fun. And that was gut wrenching and that was hard. And cash is a um, happy go lucky personality. Kind of like uh, he's similar to Vicky, um, fun <laughs> yes. and funny and adventurous and excited and the life of the party kind of type, you know, and like they don't hyper like all day. Hyper. <laughs> yeah. Full of yes. energy. <laughs> And they don't like to cry. Like they don't like, they like to be happy more. They don't like to cry like hard, you know? Yes. And so, um, so about six months ago, cash was in target with, um, the man that's raising him Christian. And, um, he heard someone say behind him cash and he turned around and it was his sister oh my God. and he ran over and I don't, other than me whipping him and him sobbing, I've never heard of him. Like he openly like throat sobbed and hugged her and said, I've been waiting oh for this gosh. for so long. Oh my yeah. gosh, my heart, I'm crying. Yeah, it was hard. I wasn't there. Um, <sighs> I was upset about that, but I had to, you know, you have to let your kids, you have to trust God with your kids. You know, you, you automatically want to be the one that was there in that moment, but Christian was there with him. You're going to take these glasses off. <laughs> I'm like sobbing. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So that's, again, you know, it's hard. That's a, the divorcing his dad was the, a good decision based on the health of the relationship, but it doesn't mean it doesn't continue to impact my son, you know, for a long time. So going back to, they need you when they're older, when he was three, you know, like big deal, but he's 11 now and he remembers and I have to explain. And that's a hard you know, thing to explain to him that, you know, that family needs to do some changing and, you know, before he can be, you know, a part of that, you know, so, so. and saying that being a victim of circumstance as well. Um, I actually recently just had a conversation with my mom and I know that he's going to ask this question. And my question to her was, and I'll probably get emotional here was why didn't you want me? Mm. And it was, it was hard and she cried and I cried and, and that was not the case for her, yeah. but just, just having to, and she didn't understand. So having to explain that was I've gone and for him too, like my entire life and him the same, 
is, you know, why, why didn't you want me? Yes. Why didn't you want to be better enough to want me? Yeah. And it's hard. And, and I know that he's going to have that conversation because everyone that I've ever had as a, in this, in the same circumstances, me has asked that question before as well. And it sucks and it's going to hurt yeah. and it's going to hurt him, but that's going to be the only way that he's truly going to be able to kind of forgive. Yes. Um, so yeah. Uh, not to make it about me. Sorry. No, <laughs> no, 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 it's good. I mean, I'm all, I'm with these, with stuff like this. I'm like, let the conversation go where it goes because <laughs> someone out there is going to need to hear what they need to hear. Yes, you know, so you yeah. So just be encouraged about, you know, what you guys are doing. You just be encouraged that people will hear that they will be impacted. They will be inspired or they'll find healing through that. So it just needs to go wherever it goes. Right. Right. Um, so for, for, I've tried to explain, you know, um, we've all sinned and fall short of the glory of God, right? That's what the Bible says, meaning none of us are perfect. Some people, their imperfect is like imperfect, right? Like they're oh, yeah. being people. Okay. Right. At the same time, um, without Jesus, I'm guilty too, you know? So my conversation with cash is that we don't blame that person. We don't be bitter against that person, that that person, you know, that what I've said to Cash, you've made mistakes and you've needed forgiveness from, from Jesus. I have made mistakes. I needed forgiveness from Jesus. You know, um, your dad made mistakes. He's going to need forgiveness. And I don't know that it's about not wanting you, Vicki, or not wanting, um, you know, cash and, and it's hard to wrap your mind around this, but I feel like the self without Jesus, we are constantly trying to fill a hole of whatever that is. And I do think his dad is super, super broken. And I know we're all broken. I'm not trying to overly say like right. we're put together, but you know what I'm saying? I do hurt I do. people, hurting people, hurt people. And he's super broken. And I've tried to explain to cash that it's not a, it's not a conscious. I don't want you. It's right. a, I'm in so much pain. I have to do all of this stuff to fill whatever I need to fill. And we know that that can get out of control either yes. with sex or drugs or alcohol or abuse. It can get out of control. And so I try to find the balance of being honest about who his dad is. And when we're around those kind of people, we have to have healthy boundaries, but we need to show the same kind of mercy that Christ extended to us. Let's be clear. Right. I agree. I can go sure. back to my early high school, after high school, early mother days. And I can tell you a whole bunch of stuff where it was bad and it was ugly and I shouldn't have done it. And I hurt people and I lied and I betrayed. Okay. And I was shown mercy. So I do try to stay in that balance right there where mercy doesn't mean I'm allowing you in my life because this is unhealthy, but it does mean I'm not going to blame or be unforgiving, you know? So I've tried again, that's hard for a five-year-old. So I'm right. trying to age appropriately explain those concepts. And another thing I've done with both of my boys was that, you know, Vicki, you'll get this, you know? My relationship with my family has come full circle. I have a good relationship with my mom. I have a great stepmom. A lot of relationships have been redeemed and restored, and it's great. But for a lot of a long time, I was messed up because of things that happened in my childhood. And when I got to a place that, you know, parents are important and family is important, but my father is my father. Mm -hmm. My father is my father and your mom and your dad are going to fail you and they're going to make bad choices, even the good ones. But my identity is not rooted in the person that gave birth to me, the two people. Right. And we also I, have to understand too, that our parents are also victim of circumstance. They're absolutely. teaching, they're teaching what they were taught. That's all they don't yes. know. Yes. So it's yeah. mercy, mercy, yes. mercy, you know? And so when the boys, either of them, when they're having issues with their dad and even with me, you know, I've told Barrett a long time, Barrett and I have a strong relationship. I'm like, sweetie, you know, um, 
I'm not your God. I can't, I'm not Jesus for you. You have to find Jesus on your own. You know, you have to have your own relationship with the Lord. Don't make me an idol. Don't make my advice an idol. Like no one can take the place of that relationship. And I've tried to constantly point, I know it hurts and I know it's, I know it's hard, but point cash to his heavenly father. Like that's the one that's never going to leave you. That's the one that created you. That's the one that formed you in my womb. You know, that's the one that doesn't abandon and your identity is in him. The people on this planet are extra and great. If you have <laughs> great ones, but they're, but that's not where your identity is. And so again, he's 11. I don't know if he gets that concept, but we're trying. <laughs> <laughs> right. Which is an awesome concept for you to try to get him to grasp. And I love that you are so like adamant about it as well. Like you're like, no, here, <laughs> this is what's going on. And I love yeah, it. That, I that, that revelation. So there. <laughs> yeah, that revelation, because you do know, uh, you know, backgrounds, because we've discussed it a lot. That revelation of my identity being in him mm -hmm. made rejection or Im irrelevant. I, if agree, God I just went through that too. Like um, yeah. the exact same thing that you said. So I was so angry and everybody knows the relationship with my mom. I was so yeah. angry at her, so angry at her, so angry at her. I made the decision last year to not talk to her for almost a year during my pregnancy with Clark. And the whole time, the whole time I felt awful. And I kept feeling this, this like tug at me. That wasn't, that's not what you're supposed to do. I don't want you to not talk to her. And I kept telling my husband, like, this isn't right. Like I want to talk to her. I want to talk to her, but I don't want to talk to her at the same time because I'm upset. But yeah. I knew at, at some point it took me a while. Um, after I had Clark, it was back in November, I think. I knew that what I was doing was wrong and I needed to forgive. And yeah. he, you know, the ultimate guy upstairs yeah. was telling me, Hey, you know, you need to forgive. And, and yeah. if this is what, is, this is what's happening. And I was feeling such a strong tug to talk to her. And just recently, like I had mentioned earlier, we actually came full circle and I had a really it. long conversation. And, and it was because I finally just released it to him. I just was like, please tell me what I'm supposed to do and just help me because I don't know what to do. And I just got clarification yeah. from what I needed. And that was it. And not that you have to be religious or anything like that, but that's just what's helped me for sure. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I get it. I feel the same way. That was my, that was my same thing for me. Like that was, I remember the night that it happened, you know, for me and, um, that revelation made, okay, you know, what my, anything that my parents did or however they made me feel because I'm fathered by him. It's just, you know, they didn't know what they were. It would just, it just made it all irrelevant. Like, I don't even know how to, um, you know, how to say, I, I heard an evangelist and I follow him a lot. Um, he's, this is funny the way he puts it, but he yeah. says that there's like, um, however million sperm, mm -hmm. you know, go birth canal to an egg and only one gets inside right so out, out of all the millions you were predestined before the foundation of the world to be here so it doesn't matter if you were conceived by a one-night stand or someone beat you or your parents dropped you off at the orphanage you were predestined by god there was a one and however many million chance and it was you and he preaches from that place that that's your identity. You were chosen out of all of that. And so hearing that over and over and coming to that place, it was like, and I did the same thing. I, I forgave my parents and that's how, same thing. My relationship with them is great now. Yeah. You know, it, it's awesome. Yes. Definitely. Yeah. Alyssa, what are your thoughts? Yeah. <laughs> Alyssa's having a moment. I know. Yeah, I'm like in my feels over here. Um, it's okay. <laughs> well, Alyssa's parents... had a, a rough uh, parent life as well. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like I've said before, my father was abusive in, in their relationship and my mother stayed in it a lot longer than she should have. And when they divorced, basically I looked at her and was like, finally, like, when were you going to do this? And wow. don't get me wrong. I love my dad and I love my mom. Yeah. But it got to a point to where he was, he left. And Alyssa, then, was this your biological father? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. He left and he, he slowly just kind of walked out of my life and he moved to Pennsylvania and then I quit talking to him for years and I decided to talk to him again then I got married and he never came to my wedding 
That was so rough. That was a rough time. I was, that I, was so rough. I was with Alyssa and I was trying to give her as much advice from myself yeah. that I could, cause I, I knew I'd been there, but you really can't. I mean, it's, that is up to you. It's your decide. own journey. It's yes. your own journey. It so is. advice from other people, it, it's just advice. Yeah. <laughs> but, and, and I think what, what warmed my heart the most about my wedding is my brother, my half brother that comes from my dad's side that I have only met three times came and walked me down the aisle. Mm. He could buy and come afford and, you know, and do he that died. for me it's and he good. couldn't. Yeah. So then I got pregnant and when I got pregnant, I've decided to to forgive him and it's still hard and he tries to talk to me every day and I let him because I want my you know I was so close to my grandpa and I want Wiley to have that kind of relationship with somebody even if he's you know miles and miles away I'm giving him that opportunity now if he fails he fails I'm not you know I tried and I needed this episode more than I, I even knew I needed it. I'm telling you, I love talking to Tara because she always brings out my feels, but she's so honest and real and it's great. I love it. I know. <laughs> thank it's, you guys. Wow. Thank no, you. No, thank you. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. I, like I said, I didn't even know I needed this episode and then it happened and I'm like in my feels over here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, it's, I think it's important. Like, um, you know, the Bible says, I think it's in revelation that we overcome the enemy by the blood of the lamb, the word of our testimony, and that we love not our own life unto death. And so that word of our testimony thing, that's important. That's like your story, right? Like, and so, you know, it's really important, you know, that you tell your story there's a power of God that goes out whenever you do that. There's a healing power. There's a, a thing there, you know, that when you tell your testimony, this is what God did in my life. And that's a yeah. huge, powerful thing for other people to hear. And that was um, why um, I really, really wanted us to do this podcast too. And as we started, you know, coming up with our niche and, and figuring our niche, whatever, figuring out everything we were <laughs> wanting to do, when we finally figured it out, I was like, this is going to help so many people because yes, it's going to help many. Yeah. Because people don't talk about this. And for, we have so many, just like you come on here and tell us things that they would never tell anyone else, but you're saying it just to us. And a, a lot of people are going to hear it, but you know, you're not having to say it in front of everybody, <laughs> yeah. but people are going to relate and people are going to hear, you know, someone's going to hear you were abused and be like, Oh my gosh, I'm in an abusive relationship. And this is how she got out. I need to take these steps too. And that's the whole point of this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's um, awesome. Are there any tips that you would give to single moms? Yeah. I mean, um, don't be as scared. So it's always better to have a mom and a dad, you know, like I'm, I'm a big, you know, I'm a believer in that God created it that for, you know, if you find yourself, however, not in that situation, you know, for whatever reason, if you find yourself not in that situation, don't be afraid to number one, take responsibility. Like, so here's something else, you know, he was abusive, but I had to take responsibility of my part in that. My part in that was I married someone super quickly without knowing him. And I feel like to see real, um, real transformation, real change, um, to see God really work, you have to take responsibility. So I went through that first little period that we were talking about in the beginning, a, a big period of how did my life get this way? It's not always everybody else's fault. How did my life get here? It's, it wasn't my, I didn't make him do those things to me. I'm not saying that I'm not. Yeah. So, you know, right. I don't want to be the person that some make someone feel like you're making him hit you. That's not what I'm saying. No, yes. no, no, not but at all. I, I did marry someone without even barely knowing him. I allowed him to bully me into doing it. Basically he was pushy. He pressured me and pressured and pressured and I caved. So I had to look within myself and go, okay, what part did I play in that? Why didn't I say, no, I'm not ready. Why, you know, how, how did I get to this place where I've made these decisions? So taking responsibility was my very first big, huge, why is my relationship with my family in the place that it is? Why is this now my second divorce? Like I had to go through all that stuff. It's not fun, but no. it's totally liberating. It's liberating. And then after that, I really felt God swoop in and I really, through him, 
you know, um, I really, I would say to single moms, don't be scared to mother and father. Like don't, one of the things that I'm so glad that I did not do is that I didn't play the victim. I did not say, oh, I need to get married. I need someone to help me. Oh, I'm so broke. If I had a second pay, like I didn't do that. I took responsibility for my kids and I said, you know what? I wish, you know, that I hadn't had two divorces. I wish that my kids were being raised in a household with a mother and a father, but I have found myself in this situation and I believe God for the miraculous. So he gave me what I needed when I needed to be dad. He gave me that when I needed to be mom, he gave me that. And another thing is, you know, he, he, um, filled in the gaps. So he brought the body of Christ and friends. People would buy me groceries. They would pay a bill when I was short, like God always filled in the gaps. I had friends when I wasn't sure what to do. Um, maybe I tried everything I knew of and I needed help with one of the boys. I would always have someone I could call and say, I'm struggling. What, you know, so God always filled in the gaps and that created such a trust, you know, so now 10 years later, there's a different level of trust, not just as a single mom, because I'm about to not be, but trust in a lot of areas of life where I have seen God show up. I've seen what he has done. I've seen the loving and the kindness. I've seen the power and authority. I've seen him rescue me. I've seen him redeem me. You know, I've seen him take care of my kids. I can't tell you how many times I've watched God do stuff with my kids that I could have never done. And it's just mind blowing. Like you just, I mean, you just, it's literally ball your face out. God, you're so good. I can't even, I don't even know what to say like that kind of thing. So I would say that to single moms, I would, I would encourage them to take responsibility, whether you're getting child support or not, because I didn't, you know, um, take responsibility for your so household you can make it through you guys. Can. Yeah. If you don't. And I mean, look, if he pays child support, praise the Lord. Like that's right. great. I'm not knocking that, but I am saying make the commitment to do it, make the commitment to do it and do it on your own. And then say the next time around, I'm going to make a better choice. What do I need to do? to make a better, well, what do I need to do to make that happen and take responsibility for your growth, you know, there. Um, I feel like that was the biggest thing. I, I really do firmly believe that I got the man that I got and I, I got to where I got in my career and my kids turned out the way they did because I was not going to be a victim. I was, I wasn't, I knew that no matter what had happened to me, I believed God and he wouldn't, he didn't bring me this far to leave me here. Like he doesn't do that. And that there was something else for me. And I wasn't going to run out and just marry any Joe Blow because I felt like I needed a man in the house or I needed another paycheck. And that kept me for seven or eight years until I met my fiance. And, uh, and I really do feel like, um, I do feel like I did well in that, not to sound cocky. That's not how I'm trying to come <laughs> off, but, yeah. but just that I grew because of that. And I became a better person because of that. And the man that I have now was attracted to that person and was attracted to that kind of mom and was attracted to that kind of woman. And that's how I ended up with someone with the quality that I have now, you know, that personal growth. That okay, is now we're, awesome. all, we're all wiping <laughs> snot and tears. This is super <laughs> awkward. <laughs> Tara, thank you so much for coming on here and, and having the guts to talk about this yes. on this podcast and being so raw and so vulnerable and crying with us. Like I needed this episode and I didn't even know I needed it. So I, I thank you for that. That was oh, many tears, many, many tears. You're welcome. And I'm happy to see you, Alyssa. I haven't seen you in a long time. So it's good to I see know, your face. I know, it's good seeing you as well. <laughs> Thank you, Vicki, for inviting me too. It was an honor and a privilege and I appreciate it. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. I knew from the moment we were like, we need a single mom. We need a single mom. We need to talk to a single mom. Immediately. I was like, we need to talk to Tara. <laughs> Boom. Done. Yeah. And I was like, I'm messaging her. We need to talk to her right now because she is the best and she's going to be like on it. <laughs> and you were, you brought it. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it.
Hey guys, so we wanted to pop in really fast because Alyssa and I just launched our Guac Community Facebook page. We're so excited. It's, you know, um, all about being a mom. So it's kind of like a mom page, but not really a mom Yeah, you page. can't just go on there and be like, no breastfeeding or no formula, yeah. nothing like that. This is literally like your mom fails, your mom wins, or, you know, your kid's just being an asshole. I mean, <laughs> yes, exactly. You could totally call your kid an asshole in our group. It's okay. <laughs> because they are sometimes. And sometimes you really need a place to just vent and get it out without being judged. Because let's face it, sometimes our friends aren't always nice and they don't always have the like the mentality of to just kind of listen. Yeah. Sometimes they want to give their stuff back. And I'm like, whoa, okay, look, she was still being an a-hole. So I'm so mad about it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like you think about it, you post on your Facebook about your kids being mm -hmm. an asshole. How many people come at you and be like, don't call your kid that or yes. don't do this or don't do that when this community is for that reason specifically to be able to be like, you know, my kid's an asshole and we're going to be like, yes, girl, she was, <laughs> yes. or he was. Or if you're struggling as a mom at all and you just need a place to vent, come in the group and just post your picture and post what you have to say and just get it off your chest. We don't have to interact back and forth. No. You know, if you don't want to, if you just need to type something out and get it off your chest, just come in there and do so. That's what our group is for. That's what we wanted. And because, you know, we talked about this in our friend episode, um, when you become a mom, where are those friends, the mom friends that, that everybody tells you, you get, yes. no. where are they? So that's what our group is for. We're those mom friends. We're here to celebrate you and your mom wins when your kid doesn't eat mac and cheese three days in a row. That's a freaking awesome mom. Yeah. Win. <laughs> so that's what we're here for. Alyssa and I like, couldn't think of a way to get everybody together. And this came to our mind. And I mean, I'm loving it so far. Yes, I do too. I really enjoy it and I hope you guys enjoy it too. Yes. So head on over to www.theguacasextra.net and click on the Guac Community button and then go ahead and click join. And we add in new people every Sunday. We can't wait. You know you want to join. Yes. All right, you guys. Here's the next episode. Thank you guys so much for listening to our podcast. If you guys vibed with this episode, be sure to share it on Instagram and tag us at the Guacas Extra Pod so we can be super pumped with you. And also, be sure to go to Apple iTunes, search the Guacas Extra, and leave us a really great review. That would be awesome. Yes, be sure to set your alarms for Monday morning because another episode is coming at you.